Welcome to Medicare Advantage for Health Plans podcast. Insider insights and perspectives to increase profitability and impact the health of the members you serve. This program is sponsored by AdvantaSure, services and technology solutions for government-sponsored health plans. Welcome to Episode 11, How Technology Workflows Influence Quality of Care with expert Laura Franklin. Laura has over 15 years of clinical nursing experience and eight years with healthcare technology platforms guiding clinical informatics. Welcome, Laura. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Laura, it's really interesting to think about how much the industry has evolved when it comes to management of chronic conditions today versus even just 10 years ago. In part, it's due to the shift towards the value-based care model, but that's only possible because of technology and how we're able to coordinate and delegate different aspects of care across a team of clinicians. So from what you've seen, what kind of problems in care management are able to be solved with technology? First, I think it's helpful to define care management. Care management platforms deal with two main product lines, case management and utilization management. First, case management, or CM, is really all about nurses reaching out to members, and these are the members really with the chronic conditions, the cases that cost the system the most. Nurses can help with preventive care. If there are barriers to care, like transportation, nurses can help coordinate to remove those barriers. And they can also find gaps, ensure that tests are completed, medications are received, things like that. So that's case management. The second part is utilization management, or UM. And this is the process of getting an authorization before a service or medical equipment is distributed to make sure it's a covered benefit, that it's medically necessary, and that the plan will pay for it. Providers and their staff are usually submitting these authorization requests to the plan by phone, fax, um, maybe through a portal if it's available. There's a lot of analysis once it gets over to the plan that goes into the process with a nurse reviewing uh, the clinical documentation to determine if the request meets clinical criteria. If it's not approved, the request will move on to the medical director for further review. It's really important that requests are responded to in a timely manner because there are turnaround times that are part of service level agreements and also required by regulatory bodies like CMS. So that's utilization management. Care management platforms usually deal with both CM and UM. Okay, so that really helps to level set the discussion. When we're talking about solving problems in care management with technology, what kind of problems exist in these processes for case management and UM? Good question. Just the basic cost of doing business presents many problems that can be helped with technology. Think about the processes involved with administrative work, processing auths, general staffing costs, and even costs associated with human error. Streamlining and automating these processes is huge for reducing costs. With staffing, it's all about productivity and how much can each type of staff member do in a given day. And then how much time is required for things like training or retraining, oversight to make sure that things are done correctly, or how much time is required to rework something that's done in error. For CM, this relates to how many members can a nurse handle, how many interactions does their schedule allow, you know, like how many phone calls can they do, assessments, how many gaps can they close. And this can be directly affected by the simplicity or the complexity of the system to document all that care or create care plans. It's also worth exploring 
is there something that is in the nurse's workload that maybe a less expensive staff member can do? Are we making use of those technicians or nursing assistants? For UM, it's all about how many authorizations can they process in a day, which is also based on how difficult it is for staff to follow complex processes. There are so many edge cases to learn, and there are details for meeting regulatory requirements. So how much support do they need to do it all correctly? If the staff is constantly having to look certain things up, maybe they have to go outside the system to find answers or ask someone, or are they really not sure which choice to make and they guess? There's a downstream cost associated with those delays or making the wrong choice. And here too, are there pieces that can be done by a technician or administrative staff? These are areas that can benefit from being streamlined or automated to make the business more accurate and efficient. So there's kind of a rule here, and that's that if anything can be automated, it really should be automated. It saves the cost of human time and it prevents human error. So let's talk about some examples. How does this play out in the CMUM world? Yeah, a good example of automation is for prior auth check. And this is the idea that only certain items need a prior authorization before the service is completed. It's a very specific list depending on the health plan. And every plan is different on what it requires for prior authorization. So clinicians and administrative staff can't memorize these lists for every plan they interact with. They have to look it up every single time. And this is a time cost that needs to be factored in. Of course, there's the possibility for human error in that process as well. This is the perfect use case for technology to have the system automatically check if a prior auth is needed and then send it in a different direction if it's not. Another use case here is checking for duplicates. So if a provider is entering an authorization request, the system can identify if there's already a similar request out there asking for the same thing for the same member. Duplicate checking can prevent just that unnecessary work for everyone. And another good example of automation is for auto approvals. If you've got authorization requests coming in with certain elements, then sometimes the health plans say, well, you know, in these circumstances, it's just always going to be approved. So let's automate that decision-making process. Then the system can identify when an auth meets those criteria and approve it immediately without a lengthy review process and can even send out notification letters automatically to members, providers. It's a huge win for efficiency. That's interesting. So let's circle back and talk more about staffing. How is technology impacting this aspect of the business? Yeah, we were just talking about how technology can help the business with staff issues. But it's important to realize that technology can also hinder processes. On one hand, it can make the business more efficient and effective. But on the other hand, it can create barriers or wasted time if it's confusing to the user. So staffing turnover is a big issue right now. And technology can be a primary cause of work dissatisfaction and a deep source of frustration. Things like repetitive processes within the platform can create boredom or processes that are cumbersome. It can just be really frustrating or maybe choices are unclear and it creates feelings of not being capable. And things that are clunky are just wearisome over time. And none of these feelings are going to foster a highly satisfied staff. And that can lead to higher turnover rates, which can cost the business in just so many ways, with increased training costs, loss of knowledge and expertise, lower productivity. 
it's a huge win for staff to work with technology that supports them and that they feel empowered by. The technology should streamline those processes. We want it easy for the user to do the right thing. So language should be clear, choices should be simple and intuitive, and it should make the next step really obvious. And another big principle here is for clicks, that clicks should be minimized uh, to get through a workflow. If the user is looking for information, it should be easy to get to. All of this should be a click or two away. So I'm envisioning one of those memes that says, I got into healthcare because I love clicking through software systems, said no healthcare worker ever. Uh, I'm sure you've seen those on the internet. Um, But really, you know, regardless of the skill set, healthcare workers want to work at the top of their license and not spend time on routine tasks and clicking through the abyss of some software system. Yeah, I can totally see that too. Uh, So yeah, exactly. We touched on this earlier, but you really do want to make the best use of your highly skilled and highly paid practitioners. You don't want them wasting time because of a poor design or by doing something that can be done by administrative staff. And a platform can help support a technician to enact some more complex processes that are governed by rules rather than requiring it be done by a higher paid staff member. This is a big advantage of smart platforms, which can provide decision-making support with branching logic, maybe guided pathways, so that the non-clinician can work through algorithms for certain processes, do those correct steps, and they don't have to rely on clinical judgment for it. And technology can also help keep track of outstanding work. In case management, that could mean having the system notify a case manager to complete a member's annual assessment. In UM, that could mean reminding the clinician to finish a review before the deadline or making sure that the fax that comes in doesn't get lost in the system. Another area technology can help is coordination between various members of the care team. You've got to keep track of the back and forth communication that occurs within the care team. And in today's world of remote working especially, you're no longer just going next door to your teammate or walking over to the medical director and asking about something really quick. Now cases need to be more coordinated. They need to be tracked in a clear manner and passed along for the next step to another clinician. That handoff needs to be streamlined. Along those same lines, plans need to have the support of their providers. And that means making the system easy and straightforward for them and their staff members to submit an authorization request via a portal system. Staff turnover is an issue for providers as well. And so it's important to make sure that there's an intuitive nature to the system to keep training minimal. That makes a lot of sense. So you mentioned earlier that technology can either help or hinder the business. What are the potential consequences of poorly designed workflows? Yeah, it's a good question. There are a lot of consequences of poor design to different stakeholders, including members, staff, and the plan itself. For members, a poor design where something doesn't get a follow-up can result in delayed care or gaps that aren't filled, tests that aren't completed or ordered. And that can have a huge impact on the very real health of the member and could have financial implications as well. Also, of course, there's a big impact to clinicians and other users of the system. They need easy access to information to make informed decisions and an intuitive process so it doesn't detract from their work. For clinicians working directly with members especially, the technology should support 
and maximize the time between the clinician and the member so it's meaningful time. We don't want that clinician bogged down navigating screens, but rather be able to focus on the person and the care they're giving. This is where good technology can make a difference, not just on member care, but member satisfaction as well. At the health plan level, we've talked about staffing and efficiency costs, uh, costs for mistakes, training, frequent turnover, and there's also a lot of downstream impact. There's the impact of the claim system. If authorization requests aren't processed correctly, there are costs for incorrectly paying those claims. There's implications for strategic choices. If you're dealing with inaccurate data, it can skew reporting, and that's used for operational and executive decision-making. Incorrect reporting can also lead to regulatory issues, result in fines and negative ratings. So there are some really important consequences for a poorly designed system and a big upside to a well-designed system. Laura, as a clinician, what were some of your greatest frustrations with the technology of the time? And what inspired you to pivot from a clinician to specializing in technology workflows? Uh, Yes, I do have a background as a clinician. I'm currently a clinical nurse specialist and a clinical informaticist, but I started out as a bedside nurse in the ICU and then went over into case management I've done a lot of documentation for both those roles, and the technology is often a battle. I remember it would take so much of my data document, having to pay attention to entering the data instead of the person I was trying to take care of. And that can be really frustrating, complicated. You know, a lot of energy is spent navigating weird processes. So as a clinician, I remember wanting to practice at my highest level and not having to stumble through a lot of steps that don't feel meaningful. And I'm sure you can relate to this. When you click through a bunch of screens just to get to one little thing at the end, there were a lot of processes I remember that felt like they were designed by engineers rather than by clinicians. So it was that frustration that inspired me to want to contribute to make the overall process better, to make it more intuitive, more supportive, and hopefully to put the joy back into a clinician's work so we can have meaningful interactions and provide the best care possible. Laura, we can all identify with those cumbersome processes, at least in some aspects of our lives. And then to think about having to deal with that day after day, we can really empathize with clinicians. It's important that work you're doing, it's it's important to realize the effects that, that technology can have on all parties involved from the health plans and providers all the way down to member care and satisfaction. You know, you've made some really great points today and a lot of insights. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you for having me. Thanks to our listeners. If you enjoyed this episode, follow and share it on LinkedIn with your colleagues. This program was brought to you by AdvantaSure. From health management, member engagement, billing and claims, to risk adjustment and quality. AdvantaSure has a full suite of services and technology solutions for government-sponsored health plans.